Hey ladies, Brave Enough is here to remind you that you're not alone and that you have the strength to be brave enough for one more day. Hey there. Welcome back to another episode of Brave Enough. Love Hello. our Brave Enough podcast. And I hope you are too. Hope you're enjoying them. So today we're going to be talking about faith and family. Fun topic. Oh, yay. Okay. So I was brought up kind of giving you a background of how I was brought up um, with a family that prayed more than just praying at mealtime or bedtime, because that's that's pretty, you know, popular times to pray uh, with your family or your your children. Um, we would often pray for my dad. This was before he um, even had a relationship with God. And um, our family was not in unity. And, you know, mm. he'd go out with his buddies and drinking and and just created havoc. And it was really hard for my mom. So my mom would get us three girls together and we'd pray and pray and pray. My mom was all about <laughs> prayer. I mean, if you didn't know that, she that's what she was. And she taught us really had uh, how to pray. So we had the faith. We had faith in our family. And then we had a family, but they weren't together because... Um, there wasn't the unity with both of them. And that's what I want to talk about is to have faith and family as a unit. And after many years of prayer, we finally had our faith and family. So then life went on. I grew up, I got married, and then I had a little family of my own, something I always wanted. I just wanted to be a mommy. And I know all about that one. <laughs> had, a, had a husband, had a newborn son, and everything was going great. And we were just doing things our own way, which reminds me, my husband is way into Elvis and just reminds me of the song that he's saying, I did it my way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember? Yeah, yeah. I did, did it my way. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, All we'll right. spare you guys. Sorry. <laughs> but we really need you to laugh. So I hope you laughed. Um, but that's what we did. We did it our way. And, you know, it wasn't too many years into my marriage at that time where things started to fall apart little by little. I didn't even notice it at first. And then, um, see, God became um, outside of our family. Mm. Our faith was no longer in God. It was what we wanted to do. Our faith was in us. And we all know that we, as humans, we're just not, you know, we're just going to fail each other. That's just a part of life. So everything was great at first, but when we did things our way, things started, problems started to happen and our faith grew cold. The family grew apart. And after a few years, uh, my marriage stopped and ended up in a divorce. And all of a sudden I was a single mom and thinking, how in the world did I get here? Yeah. Yeah. I can speak to a lot of those same similarities. Like I said, it was, and you're absolutely right. It was that the faith started to become 
an outside thing. It was an afterthought. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, go through the motion, show up for church on Sunday morning because right. that's what you're supposed to do. Right. And um, and that was at, that was in the best case scenario. I don't even think that happened a lot towards the end of the marriage. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and mine also ended in a divorce, a messy divorce at that, you right. know. And so, yeah, yeah, it's it's difficult. Um, but I was challenged. Love, love, love. <laughs> I was challenged to as a single mom to bring those two elements back together between me and my son. And um, it was really hard. Those of you who are single moms know how difficult it is on your own. At that time in my life, um, I lived in New Hampshire. My two sisters lived in actually in two different states. And one was in Maine and one was in Vermont. And my parents lived in Pennsylvania. So weird. We're New England people, but (laughs) Pennsylvania is not a part of New England. However, um, my point is that I was alone. I had no family with me and it was a struggle. And there were days that I just didn't want to do it anymore, but I had to. I had this little boy, um, 18 months old and growing. And I I had to put the pieces back together because I wanted a relationship the way that I had it as a child. Mm, Yeah. So- um, I'm sure you've heard that phrase, a family that prays together stays together. That was what it was years ago. Well, I'm telling you that is so true. And when you pray with each other, it really, it really, um, it just hits home and it brings everybody closer together. So, well, I think that part of that too is, is that when you, when you pray together, that's a very vulnerable time. Yes. And it's a very, it's a very personal, very emotional, very, lots of varies there, lots of Mm -hmm. emotions. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I think when you allow someone to be a part of that, you know, that is speaking to how open the relationship is and how communicative, because like I said, you're being vulnerable with that person. So I think, I think there's a lot of elements of truth to, like you said, how that could be broke down. Mm -hmm. And I know, I mean, praying to yourself or quietly, is so different than praying out loud. Oh my gosh. Even with your family people, (laughs) you know, the people who you're closest to, it's really difficult. Um, But that doesn't have to happen that way, at least at first, you know, as long as you know that you're all praying, that's a good start. But for me, um, realigning my priorities, and it started with me. Mm. I had to straighten out things with God. My life wasn't the way it needed to be. And I was drifting in the wrong direction. I had to bring things back so that God was the center of my life Mm. first before I could even bring this whole thought of faith and family to my little boy. Um, Then I started praying with Brandon at bedtime and at meals, the ones that were acceptable. And I, you know, he started praying um, at bedtime and at meals. And when you start with a child, they don't feel like I do, like embarrassed to pray out loud, yeah. you know, at that time. Now is not a problem. But at that time, it, it was embarrassing for me. But when you start with your children really young, then they just grow up like that's just what you do. Yeah. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um Then that went to memorizing scripture together. And I had memorized scripture when I was a little girl in Sunday school. And so we started 
doing that. It was bringing things back to my memory and teaching my child my favorite uh, scriptures. And that was just really cool. Um, We played games with this to bring faith into our little family. Um, I put sticky notes all over the house. I would hide them. (laughs) And um, I would put little either scriptures or like God loves you or, you know, go check out underneath your toy box because there's something hidden from God there, you know, something like that. And he loved it. He would run around and, and try to find all the, you know, other sticky notes or we call them something different, yellow notes. Yellow um, notes. Cause it was all yellow at <laughs> yeah, that time. Yeah. You, um, we have yellow notes. So, um, and then I, when he got older, I decided when he went into fourth grade, I decided to homeschool him. So what I ended up doing was bringing Bible history um, into our studies. Um, Easy enough for a child to understand because Bible history sounds like, whoa, that's pretty heavy, but you could do it really lighthearted and, Mm -hmm. and get um, different. I will say flanographs. Now I'm really dating myself (laughs) because there's a little bit flanographs, but get pictures or, whatever, um, so that they will grasp the history, um, of whatever you're talking about easy enough for a child to understand. Um, we talked about God all the time as he grew up, we taught, um, I taught him how to care for others and be kind for others. And I know I've done that message many times with you all on these podcasts. And I also talked to Brandon about his struggles. And how God could help him through what he's going through. And we prayed. Oh, there's that word again. We prayed. Brandon prayed for his biological dad all the time, which was really hard. Mm. I'm like, okay, I can't do that yet. You just go yeah, for it. Yeah. You I'll do listen. that. I'll, I'll be there with you. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually I was able to, but you know, that was Brandon's um, thing. So he, he prayed. God brought me, eventually he brought into my life again, a new husband. And I say again, because my husband, Tim was my very first boyfriend years and years and years ago when I was eight years old. And that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. (laughs) But we've been married now for 29 years and it's really awesome. And, you know, our finally, our family finally became something beautiful. Yes, it took a while. It took time. It took a lot of healing. It took a lot of, you know, a process for both Brandon and Tim to trust each other because, you know, they were new in each other's lives. And so that was just an amazing thing. And it was beautiful right up to when Brandon died. It was just, um, it was a really beautiful family. Um, Tim and I now read the Bible together and pray. And we do that like my mom taught me. And we know that it's important. We know, and and a lot of times we don't pray out loud. We just kind of know that, you know, we pray throughout the day or whatever. We found a church family and that is important. They um, encourage us. And if you don't have a church family and I don't want to come down because that's not, um, that's 
you know, neither here nor there. It's not going to break you. It's not your total relationship with the Lord, but it is important. And and I think that that's worth um, looking into. Well, it helps, um, yes. you know, and by no means is there a wrong or a, way, a wrong or a right way to be in a relationship with God. You have to find what works for you yes. and do that. Um, I know both Jan and I have church homes and church families. And so that's, that, that's, that makes sense for us mm-hmm. and it makes sense for my daughter. And I'll go into a little story about, I'm going to squirrel a little bit here, yes. on you, but um, you know, my dad is a pastor, which I'm sure I've talked about on this podcast before. And so when I moved to Arizona, it was just kind of easy, instinctive to go to the church where my dad was at, to be surrounded by the people who had been following me in my journey and been praying for me while I was going through some of the dark times of my divorce. Um, you know, Marley was tiny at the time. And so it was six, one half dozen of the other. She didn't care. You know, she was just going along with mommy. But as she got older, I assumed that we would transfer to a new church to where there was more kids. There was more Sunday school, more, you know, driven things. But Marley doesn't want to go. Mm-hmm. She wants to stay right where she's at because this is her family. Right. These are her grandparents and her, you know, actually her actual grandparents, but then also all these other grandparents and aunts and whatever titles you want to give them that we have adopted into our family. And so they give us strength and mm-hmm. they pray with us. And so when you talk about faith and family, yes. Family's not always the people that you were born with or the people that you marry into. Sometimes family becomes Mm -hmm. so much more than that. It's the people that you choose to have into your life. So, you know, obviously we're big proponents for church families, but no, if that doesn't work for you, if that's not your cup of tea, that's all right. There are other ways to find quote unquote church families. It may not actually even be at a church. It might be a a group that you join that becomes like a family unit Mm -hmm. for you. And that in your heart is your church. Right. And these are just things that I had to do that I knew were important for me. And I knew that they worked for me. And I do encourage you to find what works for you to bring that faith element into your family. Um, Whatever it is, have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, You know, we don't have to be so um, serious about, our faith. Um, have fun. Uh, we had, like I had mentioned, activities so that Brandon would remember the goodness of God mm. and remember who God is and remember that he answers our prayers and remember that he's a God of miracles and, you know, so on and on and on and on. And and those were things that he did remember and that he shared with his friends um, before he passed. So it's really amazing Um, I love this whole thing of faith and family and you hear about it a lot, but I just wanted to say, just make sure that you focus in on both of them because family is great. But when you add faith to it, it is amazing. Mm -hmm. It is, it just brings it to the next level. So what have you done? Uh, You know, we really want to know how you've integrated faith and family in your home. Do simple yet fun ideas to unite faith and family together. Well, and I think one thing too, that you touched on earlier about, you know, bringing it into your home with a little one and doing the, um, the history and, Mm -hmm. you know, and like you, you already kind of touched on, you know, that sounds heavy. Well, there are so many resources out there for you mamas that it's unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, I don't have them on hand. Um, I wasn't properly prepared for this podcast, but one of the books that we have is um, Love Letters from, I was Googling it while we were talking, but Love Letters from God. Uh, Marley loves that book. And it's literally, um, it tells a story 
And then God, you you go in and you actually write their names into the twos and the froms and the blah, blah, blahs. And so then so then God is literally talking to your child mm-hmm. and he's encompassing his love for them around this story that they're learning about the Bible. So there are so many books. We have another book, um, Children's Bible. I can't remember what it's called, but every single scripture section, you know, it's not just obviously one line scriptures, but there's scripture sections or stories more accurately where then they, they tie in activities. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about, you know, uh, the, the, the holes in his hands when he was hung on the cross, they talk about, you know, t- touch your hand, feel all those muscles feel. So, so that it gets children yes. in the story. And there are so many bookstores out there. Mm-hmm. Um, logos is one of my favorite, but there are, I mean, you can get stuff on Amazon. You can right. get stuff. I've seen it at Barnes and Noble. I've seen the love letters book at Barnes and Noble. That's awesome. Yeah. So just take the time, just do a Google research. Even if you don't want to spend the money or you don't have the money, which having been a single mom with no money, I get that. Um, there are free resources online. Yes. There are blogs that you can join where they have stuff for mm-hmm. you and your kids. Um, I too know firsthand what it was like to be so broken and feel so lost and know that that was something that I, I needed and wanted to get back to. You have to heal yourself first. Right. And I, mm-hmm. Jan already touched on that. Um, you, you cannot be broken and expect to be teaching or learning right. with someone else, you know? So, yeah, you know, take that time for yourself because that is very important. And, and it's true. The internet is an endless source of activities that you just, Google, whatever um, you want to talk about Bible story and they'll come up. You'll, you'll find ideas. Go back and listen to our podcast on uh, Easter with our Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. That was a great way for the kids to learn about um, the week of Easter. The week just Holy week. week, Thank you. And you know, they, they remember that. And then they want to do it the following year. There are so many things like that that um, really help you, even if you don't know um, the Bible well enough to to, you know, find something. So do that. I encourage you to do that and share what you want to do or what you've done to bring God closer to you as an individual and in your home. And I just want you to be encouraged. Be brave enough to step out of the box and bring faith back into your family. Yeah, what a wonderful message. I think we're just going to kind of leave it right there for y'all. Join us on our social media platforms, uh, Be Encouraged 411. Find us on our website, um, beencouraged.com. Email us, our first name at beencouraged.com. We would love to talk with you guys. We would love to send you resources or help you find the things that you're looking for to bring faith and family into your home. I think it is an important thing. Um, How you choose to do it is more important though. Um, Find what works for you. And um, we are more than happy to give suggestions and answer any questions you might have. So reach out to us. Thank you as always for joining us for our be, or excuse me, be encouraged and brave enough <laughs> moments in podcasts. We love being on here with you guys and we will talk to you on the next one. Bye. Bye.